the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. what I'm talking about. It's another Agatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, a little dirty love from the band Thunder. we got a great show for you tonight. The usual Craft Beer guests and, of course, the news and notes to get to. And Fourth of July weekend. Come on, man. You're probably barbecuing right now if you're listening to this program. Barbecuing, hanging out, having a couple of brews, some great meat on the grill. Always good stuff. But first, how can you follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, we are on Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from there. We have got some very, two very cool guests tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. First up, Peter Kulos. He writes for Jersey Bites. You can follow him at Jersey Bites Beer on Twitter and Instagram, all that other good stuff. Now, they are an online resource, reviews, stories on places to eat, drink, um, all sorts of, uh, of other stuff that's going on uh, in the state of New Jersey. Very cool site. Got to meet Peter uh, a couple of months ago at an event that uh, he and I were judging at, along with a few others, um, with beer, bacon, and barbecue. We uh, struck up a conversation and uh, wanted to have Peter on the show because he writes, again, all about beers uh, in New Jersey. And I really thought that this was a great interview to do on this 4th of July weekend since there are a lot of Jersey beers out there. Maybe, you know, you're heading down the shore for vacation for a little bit and uh, you wanted to, you know, maybe stop at a few different places along the way. Well, Peter's going to tell you where to stop. He's also going to tell you what types of Jersey beers maybe to bring uh, to a barbecue and some other stuff that we'll get into. That's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. At the bottom of the hour, this guy, honestly, best job in the world. Now, we've interviewed a bunch of different people before. I mean, look, Peter writes for, uh, for an online resource where he goes out and he drinks different beers and he reviews them and all kinds of other stuff. We've had Tara Nuren on from Forbes. She travels all over the place drinking great beer. Another great job. But this guy got to have the coolest job in the world. This isn't just in my humble opinion, folks. If you're into brewing your own beer, this is definitely the job that you want. Colin Presby, he is the brewmaster for the Red Frog Pub and Brewery. And the only place that you can drink his beer is on the cruise ship Vista, which is operated by the Carnival Cruise Line. This is an amazing job. The guy, first off, the story is is pretty cool how he got the job. But then where he had to go to, you know, to the boat and then put the beer together and brew it and all of this stuff and how they brew the beer, what they use for water, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great story. You're going to enjoy it. And the guy, he's a local guy, tri-state area, out of Pennsylvania. Uh, maybe not necessarily the tri-state area, but he's, he's close by. Colin's got a great story. We're going to talk to him in about 20 minutes at the bottom of the hour. Uh, you will love this story. It is very, very cool. And some news on the Carnival Cruise Line you might not know about 
and Colin's going to tell us all about it. That's coming up uh, in just a little bit. So some news and notes to get to here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. Maybe you're having a good time on this 4th of July weekend. You're barbecuing, you're hanging out, you're having a great time. Uh, I'm uh, at a friend's house uh, having a, a, a little barbecue and uh, some adult beverages as well. Of course, it involves craft beer. Uh, my good buddy Gary and uh, lifelong friends that I grew up with on Staten Island, uh, we're having a great time right now just, uh, you know, hanging out and having a couple of beers, eating some meat, and probably listening to this program. You know what I mean? So uh, let's get into it. I hope you're all having a good time as well. But let's get into the news and notes segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970, The Answer. So New York State uh, is doing a cool, really cool thing. Governor Cuomo announced this uh, about a week or so ago. The, um, the New York State Fair is going to have a craft beer competition. It will be a professionally judged contest. They will award medals in 20 different categories with a Governor's Excelsior Cup going to the highest scoring entry. Um, the entries are open to any licensed craft brewer located in New York State, which, based on the entrance to the Taste NY Craft Beer Challenge, is brewers at the level of Genesee Brewing and Smaller. This is coming from an upstate newspaper that I got this information from. But obviously we're talking about um, any type of craft brewery in New York State. The event sponsored by the New York State Brewers Association. It will be judged uh, during an official tasting coming up on July 29th. Uh, the Governor's Excelsior Cup winner and other awardees will be displayed in the Horticulture Building at the fair that runs August 23rd to September 4th. In addition, the fair will offer all brewers the opportunity to have their beer sampled at a sampling booth near the displayed awards. And uh, this, uh, the announcement, uh, and also the uh, quote coming from New York State Brewers Association Executive Director Paul Leone, which we had, whom we've had on the program before, uh, they are the Brewers Association extremely proud to be working with Taste NY and the Great New York State Fair on this competition. Governor Cuomo's efforts to support the growing craft beer industry through favorable legislation has given a platform for the over 340 breweries to compete in 20 categories to win either gold, silver, or bronze medals for the best New York State beer in each category, uh, with the overall best of show winning the Governor's Excelsior Cup. The best part, according to Paul, is the public will have an opportunity to try many of the winning beers at this year's State Fair. As many as three gold, silver, and bronze medals will be awarded in each of the categories, which include major styles of beer such as IPAs, lagers, as well as niche or emerging styles such as sour beers or fruit and spice beers. Now, brewers can enter more than one variety of beer. Each entry, though, costs you $45. A complete list of rules, categories, and entry instructions can be found at nyscraftbeer.com. The 20 new beer categories are amber and dark lagers, amber red ales, uh, let's see, American IPA, American double IPA, barrel-aged sours, barrel-aged non-sours, Brown Ales, Belgian Farmhouse, Belgian Other, Experimental Fruit and Spice Beers, Golden Blonde Ales, Imperial Stouts, Light Lagers, New York State Beer, Pale Ales, Porters, Non-Imperial Stouts, Strong Ales, Wheat Beers, and Wild and Sour Ales. It's a pretty extensive list. So just go over to nyscraftbeer.com if you're a brewery and you're in New York State, obviously New York City as well, uh, and you can enter your beers uh, into the competition. Again, they will be judged on July 29th. It's an official tasting of the New York State Brewers Association. And then those beers that win, uh, they'll go to the State Fair in Syracuse. That runs from August 23rd to September 4th, the State Fair uh, at Syracuse. That is very cool. So if you're a craft beer uh, owner in New York State, uh, excellent stuff there. Get in there at NYS craftbeer.com. Again, each entry that you enter in there uh, is $45 each for each entry. Now, Sam Adams Summerell, uh, finally old enough to drink itself. 21 years of barbecues, camping trips, all kinds of other stuff. But um, here's the thing. 
according to a national survey released last uh, last week, in partnership with DC-based project Time Off, when given a list of summertime activities to choose from, if Americans had more time off, more than one third of legal drinking age Americans would choose to go and enjoy a beer. That's pretty cool. Now, taking time off, actually, it's actually good for businesses. It boosts employees' productivity. Americans, it, which not surprisingly, failed to take 662 million vacation days. That's equal to approximately 662 million sunsets and 2 billion beers with friends. Now, what does this have to do with Sam Adams' Sam Adams Summerell? Well, Boston, Sam Adams' hometown, was named the fifth worst city to top Project Time Off's list of places across America that don't use enough vacation time, missing out on 11.6 million days. So to address this devastating news, Sam Adams taking matters into their own hands. They're hosting an exclusive summer Sam's Summer Friday Party at its brewery in Boston for the offices around Boston who feel they most need a summer Friday afternoon break. So uh, folks in Boston can can go to uh, Sam Adams. They can win an exclusive opportunity. They can nominate their offices through Twitter using the hashtag Sam's Summer Friday to win an exclusive opportunity to attend the Sam's Summer Friday Party. But Sam Adams did not want to leave out the other top offending cities on the vacation-deprived naughty list, so... Uh, they will also host these hashtag Sam Summer Friday experiences in Washington, D.C., which failed to use 64% of their vacation days. San Francisco, Oakland, California, they left 62% of their vacation days on the table. Tampa, Florida, also the same 62% of vacation days. And Los Angeles, California, at 62% as well. For official rules, including how to enter, you visit samadams.com slash samsummerfridays. And, of course, why Sam Summer Fridays? Well, in the study, majority of workers say they did not use all of their vacation time last year, but only 7% of workplaces offer some version of Summer Fridays. You know, work a half day and you'll be able to get, you know go out and do something or whatever. So that is very cool that Sam Adams is doing. I think that more companies should do this. I certainly would, would expect my company to do this. But look, I work a different schedule than most people, so I get out earlier in the day. I wouldn't be saying this necessarily for me, but for the business people that work in our offices, I think they should get a half day on Fridays. Maybe instead of leaving the office at 5, you get to leave the office at 3, 2 o'clock, something like that, I think would be a great idea. So again, um, let's see, nearly 6 in 10 workers, they said, don't currently have summer Fridays, wish their employer offered that afternoon time off. That is 57% of workers. And among 21 to 34-year-olds, 71% say they would welcome Summer Fridays. Listen, I think more companies should do it. I think it would really – and I think if you do a Summer Friday, either it's every – maybe every other Friday. It doesn't have to be every Friday. But maybe every other Friday. Maybe do it on a Friday where the whole company gets together and kind of goes out for a drink or two before you go your separate ways. I think that would be an excellent idea. Now, when we come back after a short break, Peter Kulos, he writes for Jersey Bites. He's going to join me on the program. Folks? Just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. It's the July 4th edition of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher just wants health care done. How about Republicans suck it up, be unified, sit down at the table, and get it done? So why don't you do the right thing? And the right thing is to deliver to the American people what the American people voted for. Period. End of sentence. Full stop. Do what you said you were going to do. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. 
Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Ah, the sounds of warmer weather. Birds chirping, kids playing, the ice cream truck coming. Too bad all you hear is that ringing in your ears. It's your tinnitus, actually pronounced tinnitus. And if it's driving you crazy, call Dr. Melody Hertzfeld and Associates on Long Island. They specialize in treating tinnitus patients just like you. Hi, this is Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld. Our office has a variety of proven tinnitus therapies. If your ears are ringing, give us a call. Dr. Melanie Hertzfeld and Associates, 516-364-0011. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you've got to go to Mo's. New York has the finest. New York has the bravest. And now for the first time on AM 970 New York, has the boldest hour. Tune in every Sunday morning at 11 for bold talk and bold ideas with your host, Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Elias Husamidine. Elias will cover topics that affect New York City correction officers, the public, and New York City officials. Don't miss COBA's The Boldest Hour, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, the 4th of July edition. Follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at albert G at nycradio.com. Don't forget we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast and you can listen to every single uh, Craft Beer Cast right from there. I had no idea, and I'm one of the biggest Judas Priest fans in the world, and I had no idea that Rob Halford actually did a cover of Delivering the Goods with the band Skid Row, which was originally formed in New Jersey. And the reason why we're playing a New Jersey band is because this whole next segment here is my next guest on the cast joining me. I met him back in May at an event in Morristown, New Jersey, the Beer, Bacon, and Barbecue Showdown, where we basically gorged ourselves on all sorts of great food and, of course, great craft beer in the state of New Jersey. What a blast we had that day. He writes for Jersey Bites. Check out his pieces at jerseybites.com and let me welcome into the craft beer cast on AM 970 The Answer, Peter Kulos. Peter, good evening. Hey, how are you, Ralph? I'm good, I'm good. Now, Peter, on this 4th of July weekend, people will be barbecuing, getting together to celebrate summer, independence, or basically, you know, wanting to imbibe on a few too many beers. Now, if you're going to a barbecue and you're asked to bring some summer beers what two six-packs would you show up with that reflect some great New Jersey beers or two growlers or however you want to uh, uh, bring those items? Well, that's, you know, that's, we got 80, 80 breweries operating in New Jersey now, so chances are you got one close by. So I would look there first, and it's, you know, to, to narrow down two six-packs is, is, is a tough job. 
But I do have a couple of ideas for you. All right. Um, one of my favorites is from Flying Fish. It's called Redfish. It's uh, it's it's a red owl, hoppy red owl. Um, it's going to go with just about anything that you're going to throw on the grill. I mean, if somebody shows up with some clams on the half shell, it's going to work with that pretty good, too. And, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with that. Right. Um, now, and also from Flying Fish, is, uh, they just came out with their Exit 12, which is a Mybox. It comes in a 750 bottle. Um, I'm all into the Mybox lately, you know, and I don't think it's too far into the summer where we have to, you know, that's usually a spring beer, but I think you can still get away with those. Um, they have they have a nice, uh, there's a little sweetness to a Mybox. You know, they're, it's a little bit heavier, mm-hmm. you know, alcohol-wise, so you got to be a little careful. you got to taste yourself, but... Um, Ramstein up in North Jersey is is has a world 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 renowned my box that uh, that you can't go wrong with. So I think when I go to a barbecue, I'm thinking versatility. You know, there you go. Well, you want to you want to make sure that everybody's palate is kind of. Uh... Uh, please, you know, pleased because you don't want to just bring IPAs because a lot of people are IPA centric, and you know you want to give give somebody at least a taste of beer that kind of spreads out across the spectrum. Now, so many great breweries you mentioned that opened up in New Jersey just over the past two years alone, Peter. If you aren't taking in a barbecue this weekend, what's a great Sunday road trip to a brewery in New Jersey that you could take? Oh man, <laughs> um, yep. Like I said, there's probably one near you, but if uh, if you're in for a road trip. Um, I love Cape May Brewing. Um, it's, it, it's an experience going there. It's the, um, you have to, you know, as you know, in New Jersey, and hopefully this is about to change, but you have to take a tour first before you can right. have a taste of beer. Right. Um, now, Cape May Brewing, you, can, you, can, you can't even avoid it. You have to go through the brewery to get to the tap room. And they have set up, uh, they have set up this little pathway going through. There's graphics all over. Um, there's artwork. Uh, you can even taste some grains, and, and they post a few people around to uh, kind of help you through this kind of self-guided tour. I've been uh, there. I was there last summer, and it's a very cool tour. And I think I actually like the way that they do that because, again, you've, you've, you're forced to take the tour, but at least you have to go through the tour in order to get into the brewery, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, they've they really thought it out well, and they set it up nicely in the tap room. I, and I, in fact, I, I just heard that they uh, they're expanding the tap room. Um, so it, it is a great, friendly place. Uh, so if you're down the shore, I highly recommend that one. The other one that I like is um, a little further north and west. If you're into the uh, the Delaware River scene, um, it's um, River Horse. Uh, one of the nicer tours of, yeah, like, you know, you're like me, you've probably been in a million breweries yep. and, you know, you, the tour is, you know, whole home. Um, but they do a really nice job because they kind of take you around, um, at, in a group, uh, you know, with one person giving the tour and at each stop they have a tasting. So you're doing both things at the same time, which is kind of cool. So he'll be talking about the beer that you're, you know, that you're tasting and then you'll see where, you know, where it's made. So it's, it, it, it was one of the more informative tours. If I was a newbie and I wanted to learn how beer is made, that's that's a pretty good one. Too. See, that's very cool because uh, about, oh, God, it's got to be 20 years ago. I was in Seattle visiting uh, my best friend, and uh, we went on a tour of Pyramid Brewing, 
which was directly across the street from where they were building Safeco Field. And we took the tour with the brewmaster, and basically that's what he did. At every point during the tour, it wasn't a huge place, but at every stop, he poured us a beer. And it wasn't just a tasting, it was a pint. By the time we got back out into the restaurant <laughs> to have something to eat, we were bombed. And it was, it was actually it was a fantastic tour. We had such a great time. We're talking with Peter Kulos from Jersey Bites. Check out his pieces at jerseybites.com. Here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Peter, the landscape certainly has changed in New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey for breweries over the last five years, and I think more needs to happen, in my opinion. What do you think is one thing that you would like to see changed in the laws in New Jersey to help those who own breweries? Well, I think, uh, you know, there's a couple bills uh, getting passed around uh, uh, legislature right now, and one is, is uh, to allow beer to be sold at community farm markets, which I think is, is great, because you can do that with wine, so why can't you do it with beer? Um, I don't know how close they are to that. But the one, um, besides, you know, was, I think it was 2012 where, they, where you, you could now get a pint in a tap room, right. um, that changed the whole landscape because that's, you know, uh, that's why we have this explosion of small craft breweries. But um, the other one is um, allowing for the consumption of food and doing away with the mandatory tour. Um, now, by food, I mean they're talking about light snacks, which – you know, you're not going to substitute. It's not going to be a restaurant or a brew pub. Right. It's just something to munch on, which is really responsible. I mean, if you're in there tasting beers, and, you know, you, you got to put something in your stomach to slow that alcohol consumption down. So That's true. I think, it's a, I think it's a responsible thing to do. I think it'd be smart. And it kind of seems like the uh, lawmakers over in Trenton seem to agree. So that's been making some great strides. I, I, um, I don't think. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I don't, one thing I don't think you'll see is a full, full-fledged, you know, meals in breweries because uh, the Restaurant Association is a strong lobby, and they have a good point. I mean, they, you know, in the way the New Jersey laws are, restaurants can pay almost a billion dollars for a liquor license. <laughs> So you don't want you don't want these tap rooms to become a competition with them. That that's um, a fair point, and definitely, and 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 I think that's something of a, a broader thing that we could take up, you know, another time. But we're talking with Peter Kulos uh, from Jersey Bites. Check out his pieces, JerseyBites.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer you can follow him on Instagram. I believe is Jersey Bites uh, Jersey Bites Beer. Is that right, Peter? Yeah, I'm Jersey Bites Beer. Yep. Excellent, excellent. Now, hundred and distributors fined two million following the allegations uh, of unfair trade practices a couple of weeks back, according to state authorities. Hundred and sold tap systems at below fair market prices. They charged the beer wholesaler with ignoring uh, credit regulations and crafty phony invoices. Um, the, the largest penalty ever for a single wholesaler in the state of New Jersey. To me, Peter, I think the only way you're going to stop these things from happening in bars, uh, you know, and, and with distributors, is to take away their ability to sell liquor for a set period of time instead of a fine. What, what's your opinion on this? Well, you know, that's a good point, Al, because, um, you know, as we you know, 100 has sort of been the champion of craft brewery, right? They have a ton of craft brands, but, you know, they're also part of the Sheehan family. Um, of, and Sheehan family, I think they own, oh, it's got to be over a dozen yeah. uh, distributors. Mm-hmm. So, And they got in a little trouble for the same thing up in Boston not too long ago. Right. Um, you know, the two million dollars. That's that's a lot of money for a distributor to absorb. I think. Um, I don't know if New Jersey was trying to make a point there um, with them, but um, you know, yeah, I think if you really are serious about about, I think you're right. Take away their ability to sell beer, and, and uh, yeah, that that'll get their attention. Yeah, I think. 
for a set amount of time. I'm not saying it has to be a year, but I think if you if you took away their liquor license for 90 days and you put a yeah. dent in their profits, I think they would think twice about doing these things. Now, maybe not. Maybe I'm I'm just looking at the glass as being you know half full. But I think that would really affect people and affect businesses in a way that they may say, all right, you know what? I think we're not going to do this. Now, finally, Peter, you've written about uh, Jug Handle Brewing, Screaming Hill on Jersey Bites, which, by the way, I love Screaming Hill Brewery. It's literally around the corner from my aunt's house. Fantastic place. What's your next story coming up on the site? Well, actually, uh, we were talking about Kate May earlier, and I I, uh, Kate May just uh, hired about a month or two ago uh, a a brand-new sales and – Sales and marketing director, and it just so happens that he lives around the corner from me. Oh, nice! So, uh, yeah, uh, his name is Bill Zaninelli, and um, he's been he's been in the industry for a long time. He's worked at InBev, he's worked at Bex, he he was at um, uh, Long Trail for a while. Um, so he's a veteran in the industry. I sat down to talk with him uh, over coffee on a Saturday, which I thought was going to be a half hour interview, and I spent two hours with him. He was. <laughs> Some off the record, some on the record, but uh, we're going to do a little. Uh, we're going to do, do a little article about him that should be coming out right around the time this airs. Um, yeah, so that's that's. Uh, and then you know my my standard brewery trips. You know I want to get. I've got a list of about fifty that I'd like to get to. So it all takes know. time. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing drinking beer and reviewing it, right? It's not a bad job, right? It really is. It really is a great <laughs> job. I mean, brewers are the most interesting interesting people you're going to meet and uh they all have a good story and you know and beer very <laughs> that's very cool talking with peter Kulos from jersey bites you can check out his pieces at jerseybites.com follow him on instagram jersey bites beer all that other good stuff twitter as well here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer peter thanks so much for joining me on the craft beer cast tonight oh it was my pleasure and i hope i see you soon now you got it my friend when we come back the guy who has the coolest job in the world you think going around tasting beer is a cool job colin presby the brewmaster for Carnival Cruise Line ship, the Vista, beer that you can only drink on the boat. He's going to tell us all about it. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Mostly cloudy, rain in the area, 75 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Police are releasing the identity of the doctor who was killed yesterday in a workplace shooting at a New York hospital that left five other staff members and a patient injured. Dr. Tracy Cindy Tam was killed when she was shot on the 17th floor of Bronx Lebanon Hospital. Her body was later found by police. Tam normally works in the clinic but was asked to cover a shift on Friday for one of the physicians who was out. Dr. Henry Bello, a former hospital employee, shot and killed himself after going on the shooting spree. New Jersey transit officials say rail, bus, and light rail service will not be impacted by the state government shutdown. Officials in Trenton had until midnight to pass a budget but will reportedly keep working toward a deal. State parks will be affected by the impasse. The main point of contention in budget talks, a bill concerning Horizon Blue Cross and Blue Shield of New Jersey. President Trump is in New Jersey for the 4th of July weekend. Air Force One landed just after 5 p.m. yesterday at Morristown Airport. According to officials of the Trump National Golf Club, spending the holiday weekend at Bedminster is a family tradition. President Trump recently visited the Camp David compound for the first time over Father's Day and called it a very special place. 
In sports, they're in a rain delay at City Field with the Mets leading the Phillies 7-6 to as they play in the eighth inning. And the Yankees taking on the Houston Astros. Time to check the traffic. On the George Washington Bridge, we are finding minor delays into and out of the city. Still 10 to 15 outbound at the Holland Tunnel. No delay at the Lincoln. The Belts Parkway with a crash. Two lanes are blocked eastbound of the Mill Basin Drawbridge and a collision blocking the left lane. Route 24 westbound approaching Morris Avenue in Union. It's a one-car spin out up against the guardrail just after 78. Traffic very heavy from the express lanes of 78. You now know how not to go. Weather tonight cloudy. Any showers or storms tapering off low 75 and Sunday mix of sun and clouds high near 90 degrees. I'm Dave Benning on AM 970, The Answer. Police officers put their lives on the line for us each and every day. When a gunman opened fire on a group of congressmen in Virginia, Capitol Police officers bravely confronted the shooter and stopped the carnage. Many lives would have been lost if not for the heroic actions of the two Capitol Police officers who took down the gunman despite sustaining gunshot wounds during a very, very brutal Assault. This is Mike Gallagher. My foundation, the Fallen Officer Fund, supports the families of officers killed in the line of duty. In honor of the heroism that the Capitol Police officers demonstrated, please support law enforcement by contributing to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. Just go to Gallagher'sArmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. That's Gallagher'sArmy.org or call 888-99-I-GIVE. Let's show our hero officers everywhere how much we support them and honor their commitment to their community. On behalf of these brave police families thank you dennis prager here and for two years now i've been telling you about my wife sue who tried relief factor because of her knee pain and it worked and if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain shoulder hip or knee pain or general muscle aches and pain do what my wife sue did try relief factor go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AM 970, The Answer. Now, for this next segment, did you not think that I was going to play a little Jimmy Buffett? I mean, we're talking cruise ships, beer, all kinds of different things here. Jimmy Buffett speaks of cruise ships, right? I mean, it's just, you know, the island feel. I know I could have went with Bob Morley, but decided to go with Jimmy Buffett. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. We're also on Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from those two media platforms. We're also on iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. My next guest on the cast, he's the brewmaster for a place that is unlike any other. He's brewing several beers that you can only drink if you take a cruise. And I don't mean a cruise in a car. I mean a cruise on a ship. Carnival Cruise Line is the company I'm talking about. The brewery is called Red Frog Pub and Brewery, and the boat is named the Vista, which sails out of Miami, Florida. For more info, you can just go to Carnival.com. And joining me right now is the brewmaster, Colin Presby. Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Colin, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. You got it. Now, Colin, how did you get your start brewing beer professionally? 
Well, you know, I started like a lot of brewers do as actually as a home brewer. Um, back in 2006, as a senior in college, I started uh, doing some homebrew with one of my chemistry professors, actually, as a college student, and then uh, went from there and got my first brewing job professionally about seven, seven and a half years ago. Okay. All right. That's uh, and, seven and a half years ago. Again, yep. Started uh, kind of at the end of the bottling line and um, worked my way up from there. So started out stacking cases and doing super manual packaging labor. And then um, as I got some technical skills and got some additional training, including some formal brewing education um, through the Siebel Institute in Chicago, then I was able to kind of work my way up and get into um, hot side brewing. And then I was head brewer at a small brew pub in Pennsylvania near my hometown. Very cool. Now take me through what happened and how you got the job with Carnival Cruise Line becoming the brewmaster uh, of a cruise ship. Yeah. I was finishing up a consulting gig helping a brewery startup in Reading, Pennsylvania, my hometown. Okay. And I had just was just wrapping up that, that job, and I saw an ad on probrewer.com for uh, this really cool job opportunity. And it was pitched a little bit as uh, see the world and brew beer on a ship, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So I sent a resume and cover letter, and then I had some interviews, a technical interview with a consulting brewer that Carnival was working with, Mm -hmm. and uh, then went from there. They flew me down to Miami to meet some folks in the office and get my my shipboard clearances all straightened out. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, the question was, how soon can we fly you to Italy, to the shipyard? Wow. And... uh, Went from there, yeah. So, so you basically, I mean, essentially you built this from the ground up, right? I mean, they were building the ship in Italy, correct? They were pu- putting this right. all together. Yeah, they they had the, the uh, brewing equipment was physically in place, and when by the time I got there, mostly hooked up. We had a lot of uh, testing and uh, configuring to do in those first couple weeks, and then we were able to start brewing while we were still in the shipyard, hmm. and that way we could have beer available the first day of the first cruise, and we we made that target. We had our Caribbean wheat beer available that first day of the inaugural cruise, uh, and then within the next couple of days, we had our uh, Port Hoppin IPA and our Java Stout available all during that inaugural sailing. Nice. Talking with brewmaster Colin Presby, he brews beer specifically for the Red Frog Pub and Brewery. It's located only on the Carnival Cruise Line ship, the Vista. You can learn more at Carnival.com on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, really the dream job for people who are brewing beer. They want to be on a ship, sailing and seeing the world, and brewing beer at the same time and educating the masses. But Colin, you have a nice mix of beer styles that you just mentioned. Uh, uh, an IPA, a wheat beer, a stout. Plus, you've introduced during American Craft Beer Week back in May, a guava of wheat. Now, was this the overall plan when you started to try and brew different styles to satisfy different tastes? Yeah, we want to have a broad base of styles that we will always have. So those three uh, flagship beers uh, will will always be on tap. And then we have one or two rotating taps that we can do some fun seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. We had the, like you mentioned, the guava wheat beer was a, a big, big hit for us. Um, that might be something that I bring back at some point in the future. It was very successful. Um, and in the past, we've done some uh, some other seasonals and some experimental beers, um, including a, a pumpkin ale, a hoppy wheat beer, and just giving us a chance to 
experiment a little bit and keep things keep things fresh, keep things changing. And, uh, Colin, is it true that people, if they're on the boat, they can take a tour of the brewery? I mean, obviously, it's not it's not a huge, you know, a, a huge tour, but they can obviously take the, a tour of the brewery. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a guided tasting and tour. Um, I like to say that it's the least walking you're going to do on a brewery tour. <laughs> All of our equipment is fairly compact and in a, in a fairly small area, mm. but... We do go through the entire brewing process. We talk through the process, take a look at some ingredients, taste through all the house beers that we have on tap at that time, and uh, kind of talk about what we're doing with the beer program, both on Vista and with a little bit of an eye to the future and uh, some of the other things we're doing to bring better beer onto cruise ships in general. We're talking with brewmaster Colin Presby. He brews beer specifically for the Red Frog Pub and Brewery, and you can only find it on the Carnival Cruise Line ship, the Vista. Learn more at carnival.com on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, is it true, Colin, you're using recycled water from the boat itself to brew the beer? It's actually not recycled water from the boat. We're using, uh, we're making our own drinking water from seawater. So we're taking, we have a large desalination and reverse osmosis plant on board that we're able to make drinking water to certain specs um, from, from the ocean. And is there, is there a difference in, I mean, is there a difference in taste uh, from, from this process? Because obviously most people brewing beer, you're getting water from a river, from wherever. So there, is there any difference in the taste? No, it's, it's much like using a, a municipal water supply. Um, and for us, it gives us a nice, consistent chemical profile that we can work from. And, you know, we make a few additional adjustments in the water chemistry on the technical brewing side, but we have a nice, consistent water coming in from the ship system. Very cool. Now, Colin, when you're, um, when you're kicking back and uh, re- relaxing after a long day of brewing beer on the ship, what's your favorite style of beer to drink? Okay, at the end of the day, I might go for our Thirsty Frog Port Hop and IPA. Okay. I tend to go for a little bit of hoppy stuff, uh, but in the Caribbean, we got, we've got a lot of nice hot days, and on a real hot day, I'm kind of a wheat beer guy, so the Caribbean wheat uh, really hits the spot on days like that. Very cool. Now, what is the next beer that you're going to have for cons- uh, consumption uh, in the near future on the boat? Uh, we've got a couple things coming up, a couple secret projects uh, that we're going to release uh, coming up uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, we'll be working on some recipe designs for uh, breweries going forward as we're introducing. We have a new ship that's uh, under construction and has a brewery or will have a brewery on board, so we're coming up with a few new beers for that. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so, what what I types of? I can't what? give out style information just yet. All right, we've got some some things in the works. All right. Um, would it be maybe starting with the letter B, like is in Belgian? Maybe. Oh, uh, we might have a Belgian style in there. Okay. Uh, maybe doing a little bit of farmhouse. Um, <laughs> Maybe, a, you know, some, some new hoppy stuff, a different IPA, perhaps. That's cool. Now, Colin, let me ask you, well, how has the response been? The boat is, has been sailing now for I, six months. Is that about right? Uh, no, actually, a little over a year. Oh, a little we, over a year. That's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. Anniversary was back in May. All right. So I, I stand corrected. So a year you guys have been sailing. How has the response been from people on the ship? Have you had people come up to you and say, I specifically booked a vacation on this boat because I wanted to, to tour the brewery or wanted to taste the beer? 
Yeah, absolutely. We get that every week. Every cruise I have somebody wow. at least come up to me and say, we chose this. Or sometimes I'll get the, you know, my my partner's not a, not a beer drinker. My partner's a beer drinker, but not a cruiser. Mm. But he would come on the cruise with me because of the brewery. And nice. we actually had a... A couple who worked in work in the beer industry have their wedding on board because they could kind of tie in with the the good beer on board and check out the brewery while they were doing it. Now, how great is that? That is pretty awesome. That's pre- yeah. that is pretty. Now, did you have to give the bride away? <laughs> no, no. They uh, they came and did the tour after the wedding, so they did the ceremony right on the first day. So they were newlyweds by the time they came to the brewery. Oh, that is very cool. See, my wife has never been on a cruise, and I'd like to try and get her on a cruise. And if we've talked about it with friends. This might be the way for me to say, but honey, it's the only place I can go and taste the beer. We have to take this cruise. That would be a cool thing. Uh, well, you know, we we will be sailing with the Carnival Horizon coming up next year, and this isn't giving away any any great right. secrets. We will be sailing out of New York. Oh, so, uh, for my my East Coast friends, and I'm a Pennsylvania guy, mm-hmm. so it'll be kind of an easy sales pitch to get them on the ship to to cruise with me sailing out of New York. Colin, I think you've completed three-quarters of my work there to convince my wife. Good job. My guest has been brewmaster <laughs> Colin Colin Presby. He brews beer specifically for the Red Frog Pub and Brewery. They lo- they're located only on the Carnival Cruise Line ship, the Vista. They sail out of Miami, but as Colin just said, there's going to be another one coming out of New York next year. Very cool. All the uh, information you can learn at Carnival.com. Colin, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast, and I very much appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fantastic. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. I'm going to tell you all about the beers I've partaken in the past week or so. I'll tell you if they are a Suds or if they are a Dud. That's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder sees the benefits of the president's tweets. He's got uh, Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough no longer talking about Russia. He's got Chris Cuomo no longer talking about Russia because he's got a tweet about him. I don't know about you, but I'm loving this. It's the one thing that Donald Trump has been able to figure out to do to get the reporters no longer talking about Russia. Tweet about them, then they'll talk about themselves. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It has 250,000 members, and it's growing fast. With MediShare, not only do you save you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in either. And that is a beautiful thing, too. So here's how you can find out more. And you might actually wind up saving even more than $500 a month. So check into it. Here's the number. Call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. Now available in Montana. Call 844-41-BIBLE. Right now at Kohl's, it's not our everyday sale. For a limited time, shop hundreds of epic deals in-store and online. No coupons needed. Women's tees and tanks, just $5.99. Girls swimwear, $10. Beach towels, only $8.99. And an ice cream or cotton candy maker, just $29.99. Stock up, save big, and get $10 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. It's not our everyday sale. Right now through the 4th of July. Only at Kohl's. Select styles. See store or Kohl's.com for details. 
Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3. Weekdays on AM 970. The Answer. Segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970. The answer, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Alcatulo. Instagram at Catulo, that's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show. Little chicken foot to kick off the final segment. Of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, little suds and duds coming at you uh, here on this uh, July 4th weekend. Hope you're having a great weekend, great time. I've uh, actually been taking a couple of days off from the Joe Piscopo show, uh, kind of rest and recharge the batteries. Uh, I'll be back actually uh, on the Piscopo show after uh, the 4th of July weekend, uh, I believe Wednesday the 5th. Uh, I will be returning to the program. So uh, let's get into some suds and duds. We've been talking summer beers. We're gonna t- I'm going to give you a couple of my summer beers that I really like uh, at the end of this segment. But let's get into some beers uh, that I've had over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, we talked about last week, we talked with uh, talked about Coronado uh, Brewing. We talked some Carton. We talked some Neshaminy Creek because, of course, uh, we had uh, Jeremy Myers on from Neshaminy Creek. And oddly enough, uh, Neshaminy Creek was doing a tap takeover at my favorite place at Paragon Tap and Table, so I thought it was a nice way to kind of segue those types of beers in uh, Neshaminy Creek with the Neshaminy Creek interview. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that. But this week, um, some interesting stuff, a couple of uh, different IPAs. So I had um, I had another one by the main beer company. And, folks, if you like your IPAs smooth and yet hoppy, this is definitely the one. A nice bite when you first drink it. But really smooth going down. Main Beer Company really puts out some fantastic beers. I know people talk about Heady Topper and uh, you know Focal Banger and all kinds of uh, of other stuff up in uh, uh, you know in the Northeast, up in uh, you know Rhode Island and uh, Massachusetts and uh, Maine, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But let me tell you something, Vermont um, Main Beer Company consistently puts out great beers, and I'll tell you if you like. Uh, like I said, if you like your IPA smooth and hoppy, this is definitely the one. Uh, the good folks from Flying Dog Brewery uh, sent me over, not only, first of all, Aaron Weston, thank you for the hat. Uh, the Flying Dog hat is beautiful. I love it. It uh, works perfectly on uh, my bold pate. So uh, I have to thank you for the hat. But also, I have to thank you for the beers uh, that you did send over. Kind of their um, their mixed pack. They were kind of blending uh, different beers together. So two that I had an opportunity, they sent me three of them. I had a chance to drink two of them so far. And uh, we're actually going to get uh, some of the folks on from Flying Dog Brewery in the next several weeks uh, to talk about the brewery and uh, some of the new offerings that are coming out. It's been a while. It's been over a year since we've spoken to them. We had them on early on on the Craft Beer Cast right here on AM 970, The Answer. So I had the Uno de Snake, uh, a good drinking IPA for a warm day. A uh, little hint of lime. Uh, they make it with, there's agave in there. I really wasn't tasting the agave. Um, I like this one, but definitely, this to me is a lawnmower beer. You done mowing the lawn, you want to, you know, relax, have something a little bit stronger than uh, than just a, your typical summer ale, this is definitely the one uh, to have from Flying Dog Brewery, the Uno de Snake. And then I moved on to their True Blood, which is a mix of an IPA and a blood orange. Um, this was good. Nice blood orange flavor, smooth going down, good hop, decent bite. Definitely one I would suggest. I'm not sure 
and they'll correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I'm not sure if these beers from Flying Dog come in individual six-packs or if this is part of a 12-pack uh, of a mixed set. I'm, I'm, I should have that information in front of me. Unfortunately, I don't. So as we continue on here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, we continue with our Suds and Duds segment. So I moved on then to a Trout Town Breaking Point Barley Wine uh, by the Roscoe Beer Company. Um, I don't know how if, if this makes sense at all. Strong yet weak tasting. It's a barley wine, so you expect it to taste more like a wine than a beer. And I kind of got the the strength of it, but it was kind of weak tasting. I don't know. Maybe I, I kept it too long in the refrigerator and didn't really. Uh, I, maybe I should have drank it a little bit sooner. Um, almost flat, but oddly enough, I would drink it again. If it was on tap, I think I would drink it uh, again on tap. I don't know if it necessarily translated well to the bottle. Again, it could be because I had kept it uh, for too long in the refrigerator. So maybe that's why. But... Um, it really did not have any type of fizz or pop. And again, you know, bar- some barley ones do, some barley ones don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of undecided on this one. I, right now I would call it a dud, um, but I think I have to I have to kind of taste it again under better conditions to really get a good judge of it. So uh, if you want to ignore that one, by all means do so. Again, the list is subjective. I don't expect people to agree with everything that I drink, and uh, like I, I won't agree with everything that you drink. So there you go. I, I'm especially not going to be uh, having any Zima uh, with some Jolly Ranchers anytime soon. So by the way, Zima, yes, it's out. It's back. In case you've heard the uh, promos from Arthur Idala, uh, Zima is back. It's out on the shelves. You probably Some of you who are listening to this program right now may or may not be enjoying a Zima uh, at a barbecue. If you are, I hope you have some shamboard to go with it because, boy, God, Zima. Ugh. You want to talk about a dud, ladies and gentlemen. Zima, uh, quite the dud, at least for me. Uh, moving on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer on this 4th of July weekend. Uh, Great South Bay Brewery uh, put out a blood orange pale ale, uh, which I had on tap over at Trinity Place. What a great bar! Trinity Places. Now, uh, many members of the AM970, the answer staff, uh, go over to Trinity Place. It's literally around the corner uh, from our studios. First time I had been there uh, about, a, about a week and a half ago. I was back in the city uh, one night for uh, a, a company dinner, a sales dinner, and um, just had a great time over there at Trinity Place. It's an old bank converted uh, into a bar, and it's you walk into a vault. There are vault doors on either side of the venue, which is very cool. Um, kind of uh, speakeasy-like, almost, um, but not. I, I don't know if that makes sense because uh, there's no real secret entrance. You, you know, you walk in front of the place, you, you'll find the entrance, and you go in. It's not like you have to search. But I love the fact that you walk into a vault, what used to be a vault, and these big vault doors are on either side of the bar. And I would have thought that this would have been a place that didn't really have craft beer. You know, a couple of beers on tap, maybe a couple on bottle. Let me tell you something. Trinity Place has an extensive tap selection. I would say, uh, I'm trying to think, remember off the top of my head, probably 12 taps. I think there were six on each uh, on each tap system. And got to be easily 10 to 15 bottled beers. And not just, you know, any ordinary uh, bottled beers. They did have Blue Point's Optical Illusion on bottle. They had Blue Point Toasted Lager on tap. They had Lagunitas, uh, Great South Bay. They had Bells. Uh, you know, some of your usual standard fare, Guinness, Blue Moon. Um, you know, for those of you, you know, that don't really drink craft beer, quote-unquote craft beer. Um, but a lot of good bottled stuff. Uh, I saw some left-hand stout. Um, trying to think what else. A couple of, a couple of different uh, craft beers 
that I definitely want to go back there and check out one of these days. I will definitely have to go over there uh, and sample a brew or two. But let me get to the Blood Orange Pale Ale uh, by the Great South Bay Brewing uh, over at Trinity Place. This one was okay. I was not getting a lot of Blood Orange out of it. I don't think I would drink one again. This was definitely a dud for me. I really wanted um, that that flavor of that orange to, to come out, and it was not a strong citrus flavor on that one. So that definitely was a dud for me, uh, unfortunately. Uh, maybe have to try it again. I don't know. But uh, honestly, unless somebody's buying it for me, I probably wouldn't drink it again. Then I finished off with a, a Bell's Brewery Amber Ale, which was fantastic. Um, I kind of relate this one. had a nice nutty taste, uh, really good. I'm not the biggest Amber fans in the world. However, uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Blue Point's Toasted Lager is kind of in that same realm of that amber ale, kind of nutty, a little caramelly. Um, this was very good. If you're looking for a craft beer uh, that maybe you don't want to drink Blue Point because you feel because it's bought by InBev that you don't want to have, uh, you know, you don't want to be uh, supporting corporate America or whatever, try Bell's uh, Amber Ale. An excellent, excellent amber ale uh, on tap it was delicious. Definitely have to get back over to Trinity Place again. I mean, and it is literally around the corner uh, from my job to sample uh, a craft beer or two one of these days. Great place. Thank you, Frank Morano, uh, for turning me on to that. That was outstanding. Now, to finish off the Suds and Duds segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, the 4th of July edition. I hope you're having a great time barbecuing. Maybe you got a fire going, a couple of, couple of beers, glass of wine, maybe some whiskey, whatever. Uh, some summer beers, uh, as summer is in full swing right now, you can't go wrong with any of these. And, again, is no particular order no rhyme or reason why. I just throw in a couple of these out there. I definitely think these are some summer beers that you can get in stores right now and enjoy. Flying Fish Summer Ale, if you're looking for a great New Jersey beer, Peter Kulos talked about it earlier in the program. He's definitely right on this one. This Summer Ale is great. It kind of, again, it reminds me of a lawnmower beer, kind of grassy, uh, just just the right amount of flavor to kind of just ease back. You have a beer. It's refreshing. It's enjoyable. Not too heavy. Not too strong. Perfect on a summer day. Sam Adams Summer Ale, you can't go wrong. Grains of Paradise, I mean, really? You, you really can't go wrong with a Summer Ale, that lemony kind of beer. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we talked about on the program uh, a week or so ago, uh, or, or maybe it was during time. Yeah, well, you know, Sam is talking about, Samuel Adams is talking about having these, uh, you know, summer Fridays. Definitely a Sam Summer Ale would go with that. Uh, a Westbrook Goza. Goza's are big beers right now. They're making a big comeback. This one reminds me of a margarita. Nice hit of salt. Uh, again, a Westbrook, uh, the, the Goza is a German-style sour wheat beer. It's brewed with coriander and salt. Definitely reminds me of a, um, of a margarita. Victory Beer, their summer love, outstanding. It's an excellent, refreshing beer you can pick up at most stores right now. And then finally, a Blue Point Brewing's Beach Plum Goza, a nice and light, very good taste of plum, not overpowering on the palate, without a doubt, very refreshing. Enjoyed that one a lot. If you can find it in stores, uh, the uh, Blue Point's uh, Beach Plum Goza. Go pick that one up as well. Folks, out of time. Unbelievable how fast this hour goes. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Peter Kulos from Jersey Bites Beer. Jerseybites.com is the website for more information. Colin Presby at the Red Frog Pub and Brewery. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I will be back on Wednesday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Cheers, everybody. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.